Welcome to week two of the Sports Take podcast. This week, we're featuring five minutes of fiery debate, the new segment. We also have winners and losers, our hot seat, which Tabo finally learned what it was, and we have a very special What Grinds My Gears from Alex. So, hope you enjoy. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Finessing on them with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives In fact, I'm down in this Tuesday with my boobay Tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl, I can buy a Westie world With my base stuff I know that it's good Won't you sit it on my taste buds I get way too petty Once you let me do the extras Pull up on your block and break it down We playing Tetris AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone Eat up your per- My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put the baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it. You All right, welcome to the second week of the Sports Take podcast. We, after listening to the first one, decided that it was awful. Poor sound quality. Tabo didn't know what a hot seat was. Alex had two overrated players. You kidding me? A... No, Alex didn't know what a hot seat was. Mine... Your hot seat was the Houston Rockets. But mine made a little bit more sense than his did. Neither of your hot seats were any good. They weren't. Tavo, your hot seat was the Houston Rockets, who just got Chris Paul and PJ Tucker. Alex's hot seat was the Oakland Raiders because they got Marshawn Lynch and they're going to be good. That was his reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Mine was. Mine at least made sense. Mine was like, "There's high expectations." He was just like, "Yo, check these guys out." That that. That's, see, <laughs> mine's a little bit closer. Yeah, they they're were both, both. They're both far from perfect, but mine's were, a little bit closer. They, they were both bad. Both of them. But we're here, second week. Hopefully we can do better than we did last time. We will. I, uh, I believe in us. All right. Okay, so we're going to start out with the hot seat again. I had several discussions with both of these guys about what a hot seat was, including an in-depth discussion. What Was it last night, two nights ago with Tabo? Two nights ago. We were like, what exactly is the hot seat? And I explained it to you. So are you good to go now? Yeah, I, I'm actually going to start off. You're going to start. Okay. With the hot seat. Okay, Tavo's going to start with the hot seat, then we're going to go Alex, and then I'll go. All right. All right. So for my hot seat, I have chosen Rick Ross. And the reason why he's a hot seat is because a few days ago, he was asked why he has never signed a female rapper to MMG. And his responses were very sexist and inappropriate. What, what did he say? He, uh, he said, I, <laughs> I can't say everything that he said, but he said... Uh, I thought that if I uh, signed a female rapper, I would mess up the business because I would have inappropriate relations with them. And he was like, I can't do that to mess up the business. You can't hate on Rick Ross for telling the truth. He's being real. For being honest. But, you know. Just look at Drake and Nicki Minaj. But, like, you know, when people, when everyone's watching in and you're on tape, you gotta, you gotta watch what you say. But he did come out and apologize. And he said that his words didn't reflect his. His image, but I mean, it did. But he he came out and apologized, so everything is is better now. But now a lot of people. So who, he's no longer on the hot seat. No, no, no. He still <laughs> he still made those sexist comments, and he still has lost fans for it. Okay. I don't know how you can expect like a rapper from the hood to like be political politically correct. I mean, he grew up what Miami. They don't care. Like. Yeah, they don't care about Miami. 
it's not a big deal. So, all right. Rick Ross on the hot seat. Alex, let's hear it. You told me you had a good one, so yeah, I'm expecting no, I mean, good things. I, and I, I swear if like it's the same one as mine. Week. It's better than last week. Okay. okay well, I, it can't get much worse. I swear if it's worse. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. My hot seat's the LA Rams. Okay. Right. I mean, it's not the Raiders. The Rams have a reason to be on the hot the, seat. The Rams are they on the hot seat. They always have a reason. They just the lost Dominic, e- Dominic Easley to our torn ACL. He's going to be out for the whole Don't game. know who that is. One of their best defensive ends. Oh, so boy. He's like a, he's like a 75 on Madden. That's how bad they are. So that's what we're trying to say here. Okay. So they, so they were bad. One of their best defensive players. They have Jared Goff as their quarterback. I think he can do good. Yeah, well, you think he can do good, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and they have Todd Gurley, who came off a crap year. So they're on the hot seat. They're going to have to really fix some things on defense. Season's right around the corner. I think... Yeah, this is similar to Tabo's Teddy Bridgewater, like, loser. Season's right around the corner. When does preseason start? Next week? This Sunday. This Sunday? This Sunday? Hall of Fame games this Sunday. What? I guess that's only one game, though. Uh, more of Hall of Lame, because these two teams aren't that cool. Okay, yeah, you just... The Packers-Cowboys? Yeah. What? That was one of the best playoff game last year. No, 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 no. But I'm saying... I'm saying Cowboys, obviously. I gotta hit You're right. The Cowboys, the cow- the Cowboys and I... the Packers really have no history between the two of them. No, there's... Yeah, there's no, like... They're, no. I think they're relatively new teams. I think either of them have a Super Bowl, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Cowboys and Packers, no history between the two teams. No, I'm going to punch somebody. It's, it's like really no, hard. It's okay, I, don't, I don't like this sarcasm. Okay, I'm like an Eagles sarcasm. fan. I have to go against the Cowboys. You're touching me Aaron Rodgers Last week, we didn't know what a hot seat was. This week, we don't know what sarcasm is. Okay. We're doing real well. No, I know what sarcasm podcast. is, and I don't appreciate it. I'm just saying I'm hating on the Cowboys because I'm an Eagles fan, and the Packers are just always good. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, the question the question isn't is any of these teams any good? The real question is is Joe Flacco elite? Yes. Okay. One hundred (laughs) percent. Alex is leaving the room. Hey, this is irrelevant, but Alex. Hey, Alex, you're gonna want to listen to my hot seat though. He's out. He left. Come back. Hey, he just left. The the door knows. The noise of the door closing that you heard was a real door. It wasn't actually something that we put in there. Yeah. He actually left the room. He actually stood up and left. He's yeah, back. Well, now I'm back. Okay. My hot seat of the week, CTE research. I don't know if you guys heard this, but like 99 out of 100 former NFL players' yeah, brains I read that. Yeah. had CTE. Yeah. Then in a fan forum, fans asked New York Jets rookie safety Jamal Adams if he was worried about CTE. And his response was, the football field is the perfect place to die. And Mo Claiborne, the new Jets safety two, restated what he said and agreed, you know, there's no better place to die than a football field, which hot seat CTE, because I don't know how much more evidence you can have than 99% of former NFL players having CTE and still not care. Or if it's just like the Jets are just so bad and playing for the Jets is just the worst. So they're like, I'd rather die on this football field than continue playing for the Jets. Like it doesn't get much worse. So hot seat CTE research. These okay. I don't know what else. What more can you do? And these football guys just don't care. It's a real football guy move to not care <laughs> about dying. I think well, okay, but the way they I guess they're putting it though is like they would know have they would have they want, don't want to die anywhere else but the fields. I think it's because they're trying to express that that's where they the crazy part about their heart and soul into the crazy part about this though was Jamal Adams was sitting next to Roger Goodell. Yeah, okay. And then well, Roger you know Goodell what? tried to tell the media that football players live longer than regular people. Yeah, well, Roger like those Goodell, three. Roger Goodell has 
mental issues of his own that I feel like he needs to figure out. So I'm not even going to get on. Those, th- those right three now. good years after football live longer and better in those three years than regular people, okay. apparently. <laughs> Way to go. We should put Roger Goodell on the hot seat because he just needs help. He's always on the hot seat. He's just <laughs> awful. Okay, moving on to our winners and losers. Alex, you want to start us with our winners and losers of the week? Okay, okay. So my winner, go Hawks. All right. They just signed Cam Chancellor. He was already on the Seahawks. Okay, no, but they just they re-signed him. Yeah, they re-signed him. Okay. Three years, 36 mil, 25 guaranteed. So that means this Legion of Boom is going to be booming for a long time. We'll see if Richard Sherman still is on the team. See, Richard By the Sherman, way, you can... Quote, Richard Sherman did say he would take less pay to stay on the team. A week ago, he was saying NFL players need to make the same amount of money as basketball yeah, players. Richard Sherman talks out of his butt sometimes. So. Richard Sherman's like, we need a protest to make $25 million a year like these basketball players. And then a week later, he's like, I'll take less money to play for the Seahawks. Yeah, well, it's because he wants to play. But he also talked out of his butt. So Richard Sherman doesn't know what he's talking about. By the way, you can catch my thoughts on Jared Goff and Richard Sherman on the newest article on Sports Take. My 10 players to watch this upcoming NFL season. So if you want to know more about Richard Sherman and kind of why he may not be on the Seahawks for much longer, check out Sports Take website. Just had to plug that in there. Okay, right. loser of the week. Yeah, my loser of the week, well, so it's Will Fuller, but also the Texans, because they were, they, Will Fuller went out today with a broken collarbone. So he's, Alex is all about the football injuries. Oh, yes, sir. He's a dunner. Hot seat and loser. Yeah, he's a dunner. What about Sterling Shepard? Broke his leg or something, right? Did you no, hear that? sprained his ankle. Sprained his ankle. He had to get, like, carted off. That was, that was say, it? No one gets yeah. Dude, I hopped All right, up. look it up. No, yeah, I, I need, did look it up. And they, well, they're saying that they came out to the press and they said that it's uh, just a bad roll of the ankle, a basketball-type injury. Not a football guy, Sterling Shepard, because a real football guy, Jamal Adams, sprains his ankle, he stays out there. Because he wants to die on the field. Because there's no better place to die or sprain your ankle than a football field. Uh, okay. Not a football guy, Sterling Shepard. Not so football, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, come on, Sterling. No wonder the Giants are so bad. Brandon yeah, Marshall's not going to change is. much. NFL.com, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard suffers low ankle sprain. <laughs> See, there you go. Freaking. But as I was saying... High, high, uh, high pain, low sprain. You need to stop. That was dumb. Okay. So, <laughs> Moving as on. As I was saying, Will Fuller, Texans, he's out. Now they're going to be looking towards uh, Braxton Miller. Who's Good. Their 2016 first round pick. Elite. So I think he could be. Excuse me? You're done talking. So I think he could be. He won a national championship at Ohio yeah, State. He did win a yeah. national championship, but he so won't be. So did Tim Tebow. Oh, Let Alex talk. Okay. <laughs> we already made Alex leave once. No, Alex, stay. Oh, we need you. Man. All I'm saying, he's going to be the next focus. So What about DeAndre Hopkins? Well, DeAndre Hopkins is there. We're talking about these young thing. guys who they're trying to build up. Oh, you're talking about the number two receiver? Yes, sir. Well, did you DeAndre hear... DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, but this... Let him move. <laughs> I was trying to ask a legitimate question. I was I was trying to give you the floor, Wes. We're not having Tavo and Alex ever sit next to each other again. The floor is in the... Okay. That was a spot-on impression, That's actually. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm good at this. Give me some. I just said give him the floor. I was about to ask you, did you hear about... Who was it? Brian, whatever the coach of the Texans' name is. Okay, just continue. But but you were saying that um, Deshaun Watson's the best rookie quarterback he's ever been around. Hmm. Dude, I totally agree. Deshaun Watson is a killer, dude. He's Deshaun Watson out. is in the perfect place. Yeah. Oh, I agree. He's gonna come out and he's gonna surprise a lot of people. 
But at the same time, I am just going to be is he in where a, I thought he was. I'm going to give I, you a real hot take right now. Deshaun maybe. Watson is in the same situation that Brady was in when Brady first started playing in the league. So I'm not saying it can turn out the same, but think about Brady when he first came yeah, in, Brady, when he first started. The same thing as Russell Wilson. Like he could say as Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson came as the backup. They had paid well, not like no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. So much. That's not what I meant. I mean, tremendous defense, good receivers, and a conservative offense that can fit him at his style and just like help him progress slowly while still getting playing time on the field. And you just kind of fall back on your great defense. Because look at the old no, Patriots yeah. early two thousand defense, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Look at the Texans defense yeah. now, phenomenal. So you just plug him in, play conservatively, run the ball, short passes, like. Not saying it will turn out the same, but kind of the same situation. Russell Wilson, too. Good running back, oh, yeah, tremendous defense. Yeah, play conservatively defense. on offense. Yeah, took the starter. Brady and Russell Wilson both won Super Bowls. So yeah. just just kind of putting it so out there. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Elite. Be, dude, Deshaun <laughs> Watson, you're hearing it now, is going to be an elite football player. Ooh. All right. Same with Jameis Winston as last week. Joe Flacco is not an elite football player. He just mad. Tabo and Tabo did say he was elite, but yeah, agree to disagree here. We'll put that. Oh, I've got good ideas actually. Later on, catch us next week on Sports Take. Yes, sir. Okay, my winner and loser of the week. Winner Steve Bartman. Everyone knows Steve Bartman, the guy from the Chicago Cubs, 2003. Yes, sir. Divisional series. Knocked the ball. Caught out of the, the air. foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> and has been infamous ever since. Not ever seen again. I don't think. Like no one's seen or heard of this guy. Well, who wants Suddenly, to leave their house when they're getting threatened to be killed? Like who would want to leave? For their the house? first time in like 15 years, we have word from Steve Bartman because the Chicago Cubs, after winning the World Series this year, first time in 108 years, gave Steve Bartman a World Series ring. See, you know what? I'm gonna start going to like you know big time teams. And I'm going to start swatting balls out of the air just so I can start making some money here. Because that... Well, you have to go to some team that's never won the World Series in 100 years. Okay, well, then Which at this what? point I'm is going over to the Mariners. No I'm going to the Mariners. I'm going to agree. My Mariners will win one day. Have they won? Baseball guy. Have Mariners won? No. We'll get that checked on. We'll come back later with the answer. We're checking right now with our sources. Okay, they're on it. Well... But <laughs> let's just get this. But going. I just want to put it out there: Steve Bartman has won a championship ring before the Philadelphia Eagles. So, how's that feel, Tabo? Kind of a winner there. Okay, go Bartman. Steve Bar- Steve Bartman has more Super Bowl victories than Eagles players combined throughout the years. So it has come in that the Mariners have not won one of eight teams that so, have never won it. What are the other seven? Other seven. So I'm sorry that I was right. <laughs> Phillies have. Um, Braves have right. All right, the Brewers have Brewers teams, ever won? The teams that have never won it are Mariners, Nationals, Astros, <sighs> the Nationals, Padres, Rockies, Rangers, Rays. Rays have never won. I'm pretty sure the Rockies and the Rays. Have I don't think the Rockies have. I thought the Rays. They were at least in the World sure Series like five Rockies years back, won. right? They were there. Did they win? Well, maybe the Rockies win, but they. Well, the Rockies went in 08 and got yeah. swept by the Red Sox. Yeah, there you go. That's but I could have sworn the Rays won the World Series. Who'd they lose to? Phillies? Boston. The Rays lost to Boston in the World Series? And They're in the same division. They couldn't have done that. Last team is Brewers. Oh, so I was right on Brewers. Yeah. Phillies beat Rays, right? 
They've all played in World Series, but have never won. Huh, interesting. Okay, so winner Steve Bartman, Super uh, Championship before the Eagles. My loser of the week are the L.A. Clippers' hands. So, what was it, two years ago, Blake Griffin got hurt, broke his hand, punching a team trainer. And then, just a few days ago, recent Clippers signing Danilo Gallinari broke his hand, punching an opposing player in an international game. So, I don't know, something a little fishy's going on there. L.A., you go to the Clippers and you start punching people, you start breaking hands. So, loser, Los Angeles Clippers players' hands. Chris Paul was smart to get out while he could, actually. Because now Beyonce's buying the Rockets. He went from, he went from all right to really good. Because Steve Ballmer, I mean, not the same caliber, not quite a looker like Beyonce is. No one's quite a looker like Beyonce. That's true. So... All right, Tabo, your winners and losers. Uh-oh. All right, my winners of the week is the Los Angeles Dodgers. With the trade tra- dead- tra- deadline behind us, they did really well. And, you know, I'll talk more about it a little bit later. But this team is doing really well. They finished the first half of the season extra fiery hot. Weren't they like 26-4 and four over the last 30 games? Some, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, There's something think, ridiculous, like 12 straight, right? Yeah, and I think I went to their one of those four losses a couple months ago. I was really upset Alex, about it. Alex is a bad luck charm for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah I mean, they already have a good uh, pitching rotation, and they were able to make a good move at the trade deadline by signing you, Darvish. And now they are even better, are in an even better position to go deep into the playoffs, if not win the World Series. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they do have the best record. In the MLB as of right now. Yeah, but anything can happen in the next couple months. What are the Astros? Yeah, I mean, Two, the three? Play they have the second best record the Astros do. I'm kind of an Astros guy this year. What? Altuve. They're my, I don't know. We'll get to it later. We'll talk baseball later. All right, you're a loser. Um, so this is personal. It'll just be the Oakland Athletics front office, their management. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll get to yeah, I'm sure you've got thoughts later yeah. on Oakland A's. <clears throat> Not that we don't care, no, but don't. save it for when we talk baseball. Yes, sir. Lo- just know, loser, coming up, Tabo will elaborate on the Oakland days. Yes, sir. All right, because they're kind of bad. They were good bad. for a sec. They, what, when did they make the playoffs? Like, what was it, three years ago? They, like, made it to the conference championship second round or something? No. Ah. Have the A's won a World Series? Were they on the list? Yes, they have won. Okay. I want to say it's the Ricky. Uh, oh, yeah, Ricky did. Henderson. It was when it was that year, like the big earthquakes in like San Francisco and everything. '86 when they played. It was the World Series between the Giants and the Before A's, our time. like the Bay. That's all that matters. Okay. Before our time. Okay. Um, a little follow up from last week's winners and losers. I did see Planet of the Apes, so it was good. Live up Mo- to the hype. Yeah, it was actually really, really good, considering it was in a drive-in and I couldn't really hear. But the great thing is, like, the monkeys, like, sometimes talk, but other times it's just, like, sign language, and so it has the captions. So it was real nice. That's not really up to Over, oh, overhyped was freaking Dunkirk, because that movie was, that was boring. <laughs> like, it's nice that it's not, like, romanticizing war, like most war movies are. You know, Saving Private Ryan. It's like, oh, look at these heroes. It was, like, pretty much, like, a straight-up reenactment of, like, what happened. But now I know why they romanticize war in these movies, because it was boring. They have to. It was real boring. <laughs> or just too depressing. All right, so that was our winners and losers. We're coming up later with some baseball talk. 
We're going to do um, some weekly topics going on. Alex has a very special grinds my gears, so we'll get to it later. All right, this is our very brand new segment. We didn't do this last week. It's the five-minute fire. What is Alex Whistler wearing? It's like a Santa Claus Hawaiian shirt. For those of you can't, like for those of you who can't see, Santa Claus yeah. is surfing in Hawaii on Alex's shirt right now. I like it actually. It looks good on you. Good job. They let us know when you come down from Cloud Nine. Okay, so this is our five-minute fireball of debate. Are you ready for the question? Yes. All right. Who is the better artist? Van Gogh or Da Vinci? Da Vinci. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Musical artist, Drake or Kendrick Lamar? All right. Let's, let's define the word best. Well, how do you define it? Go off of your definition of best, and I'll go off of mine. Um, typically, when you think of best, you think... You know, obviously, number one, no matter really what it in, I guess entails. But you got to look at a couple of things. There's most successful. There's obviously talent. So, yeah, just like talent and a mix of results. And I would definitely say Kendrick Lamar is more talented. But if you're saying best as number one currently right now, I'd have to go with Drake. Well, let me ask you this. Who is the better basketball player, Derek Fisher or Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett. Even though Derek Fisher has more championships and more success? Yeah, you can just be... What? Derek well, Fisher, um, that's what I'm it... saying. Who's best? And you're saying it's uh, dependent on success. If that's the case, then players like Robert Ori and uh, Derek Fisher are better than these other guys like LeBron James and Kevin Garnett. Oh, I think you definitely need to have like a, a mixture, a combination of the two. Because you can't, I mean, you're not going to be the, you're not going to be a Hall of Famer if you're the worst player on the best team, although you have five rings. Who's better, Derek Rose or Kevin Durant? In their primes? Yeah. Kevin Durant. But Derek Rose has the same amount of MVPs as Kevin Durant. That who would win on a one-on-one. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. When you talk about best, you got to talk about it in the sense of talent. And if that's the case, then Kendrick Lamar is much better than Drake. Yeah, he's more talented. But think about what if, what if you were just some, some sorry player who's really good, but you're on the worst team, so you never achieve anything. I mean, yeah, I guess you're. Well, you still achieve something. Look at Russell Westbrook winning the MVP. Yeah, I mean, good player, sorry team. You still get some accolades, All NBA. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. You just you just need a combination of the two. He had to be definitely, if not the best, one of the better players on, on the best team. And Drake is, he does have talent because that's how he got to where he is today. And, you know, obviously he's producing everything that people want and expect. And now, I mean, he's, get, he's got, kind of gotten to the point where no matter what he puts out, it's going to be accepted because of how big his follow is. It's kind of like Apple. Apple's phones don't change that much, but because it's, Apple or becomes a song is just made by Drake 
He's already going to get millions of dollars from the follow because people are just soaking up anything that I guess that person or that thing is putting out just because they are who they are. I think Apple and Drake have some kind of like sponsorship, don't they? Some kind of licensing deal. All I see is Drake all over Apple Music anyway, so that was a good analogy. But I think, you know, when it comes down to it, best equals talent and the more talented rapper is Kendrick Lamar. I think his last album just went double platinum and Drake's last good album was five years ago. Take Care. Take Care. Was his last good album. More Life was garbage. Views from the Six was garbage. Hotline Bling was the best song on either of those albums. What except for Portland, but that's only because it has Travis Scott. What in the world are you talking, my friend? I'm talking that Drake is trash. Every, every Kendrick project, Lamar is better. Hey, Kendrick Lamar is more skilled, but Drake is number one in the game right now. You can't, you can't, you can't debate that. On sales, yeah, number one in album sales. He he won best male performer of the year. He got 13 awards at the Billboard's awards. That's but that's a record be, that no one's broken. That's because he's of album sales. But that okay, was our then, five minute fiery debate. You can decide on your own. Kendrick Lamar or Drake. I don't think I mean we've been arguing this for a f- couple of weeks now, but this is our music specialist, Tabo Wright, aka Bo the Finest. You can catch his new album, mixtape, what are you calling it? Album. Album. Enjoy. Uh should be dropping on September first, so look yeah. out for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so first off, I want to dive into this Colin Kaepernick discussion. I want to get your opinion on it, just kind of hear what you have to say. If you've been living under a rock for the last year, Colin Kaepernick, former 49ers quarterback, uh, who is pretty famous for kneeling during the national anthem. A lot of people talked about it, got a lot of scrutiny. Um, Also, a lot of people rallying behind him in support of his protest, I guess, on police violence and kind of just where this country's at. Um, currently still unsigned despite much worse quarterbacks, I guess. Which, I don't know. Would you say Blaine Gabbert's much worse? No. Not much worse? I mean, they were both quarterbacks for the 49ers last year. Blaine Gabbert was the starter. Colin Kaepernick kind of replaced him halfway through. But I didn't think Blaine Gabbert was much worse, especially not to the degree that people are saying he was. Yeah, I mean, Colin Kaepernick definitely has, has skill. You know, some people just have their kind of slumps and everything that's going on off field too. I think Colin Kaepernick's definitely in a in a slumpish time of his life and Well here's the thing. I don't think if Colin Kaepernick, what was it, four years ago wouldn't have led the forty ers all the way to the Super Bowl, uh, this really wouldn't be much of a story. I think it would be more of just Colin Kaepernick is unsigned because he's a bad quarterback. I think him leading the team to the Super Bowl is really kind of what made him a household name and so then it made this more of a story than it actually is that's true i'm pretty sure that you were uh, rooting for the 49ers i was i was a big cap believer actually um back when he was leading the 49ers to the super bowl i was rooting for them and i thought colin kaepernick was going to be a star quarterback in the league someday but but you you forgot about elite elite joe flacco yeah joe flacco we've gotten to the bottom of it elite so sorry to alex he's not here with us right now as we're recording this but 
I mean, Colin Kaepernick, if you look at his stats, I mean, this last year he wasn't bad. I think he had a 16 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio. He threw for a couple thousand yards. But I, he how, many, went, how many games did he start? I think he started 12. I mean, we can fact check this later, but I'm pretty sure he was 1 and 11 in those starts. Do you want to look that up right now? <laughs> <laughs> and including a loss to the Bills. I, I choose not to look that up. I'll look it up right now. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to get your opinion on it as to why you think Colin Kaepernick remains unsigned. Because uh, he's. Well, how, how old is he? Has he broken 30 yet? Um, I think he has. I think. Yeah, it, I mean, it just seems like. Also, with a lot of publicity. He's 29. Oh, shoot. That's kind of early for a downslope. But I feel like. Production-wise, although he might be doing all right, he's just not making as much noise. So I would say he's probably probably on the back half of his prime. So, I don't know. There's a lot of young quarterbacks coming in, taking spots. And then you have uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and all those really good old guys. But I think I don't know, there's some teams that need a quarterback that just don't have enough belief in Colin Kaepernick. And then there's a lot of teams that have a lot of things in the works and also have pretty good starters. And I think Colin Kaepernick, just in the time that the league is right now, is kind of kind of stuck. And also teams that are trying to rebuild and trying to look for the future, Colin Kaepernick's not going to lead the way for that. Yeah. So I did do some research right here. Colin Kaepernick did start 12 games, so we were correct on that. And he was 1-11 oh, in those geez. games. So not the best record to have. Um, also, this is a fun thing to look at. Colin Kaepernick became the first quarterback in league history to be sacked five times and throw for fewer than five yards in a single game in a 26-6 to loss to the Chicago Bears. Did it say his, I don't know, attempt or pass attempts? In addition, Kaepernick and Gabbert combined for a negative six passing yards. In the whole game? Yeah. Who the freak were they guess, playing? Including yardage lost on sacks. The They're can't. playing the Bears. The Bears are awful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I know they're playing the Canton Greats by those numbers. It was a snowy game, but, um, no, I mean, negative six yards. No excuse. No excuse. That's bad um, by any measure. But I think it's interesting, Colin Kaepernick, there's really two sides to the debate on here. Most people are kind of the, you know, he's being blackballed by the NFL and by the league for his stance that he took on racial issues this season, kneeling during the national anthem in particular. Um, then there's also the side that just says, you know, Colin Kaepernick isn't a very good quarterback. Um, and I think there's a little bit of both. I think both sides have a lot to stand on as far as, you know, why they would think that. But I think it's kind of a mix of both. I think with Colin Kaepernick, he's a backup quarterback in the league. I don't think anyone's signing Kaepernick and he's winning games for them as a starter. Um, I could see him starting for maybe like the Jets, the Browns, you know, these teams that aren't going to win many games this year. But I think, you know, if he goes to a team, then he's most likely going to be a backup. And when you're a backup quarterback in the NFL, there's not a lot of room for you to be able to, like, have these just off-field distractions. Most backup quarterbacks are the quiet guys who just wait for their turn to get in the game, play a few preseason snaps, occasionally go out there if the game is a blowout or if the starting quarterback gets hurt. But you never really hear of backup quarterbacks being, like, a team distraction so I think that's part of it too. You know, what do you think? Yeah, actually, I was thinking of something else. Um, how like Colin Kaepernick, his situation. I mean, it's not. I I don't think his kneeling thing is 
a very big part of why he's not being signed. Because if we look, there's been some players who have done pretty bad things and gone to jail, and then when they get released, you know, they they get back in the league pretty quickly. Like you know, Pac-Man Jones and Mike Vick. Yeah, well, so, that's a whole another argument that right there is. Does the NFL care less about you know players who break the law and go to jail, and they don't view that as big of a deal as someone taking a sh- social stand? You know, because mm-hmm. it might be we don't want Colin Kaepernick because of what he did or what he said, but here we are signing players who have been arrested or been to jail or have other charge fi- charges filed against him. I mean, just look at Ezekiel Elliott just this past off season. He's facing a suspension, and you know he's been charged with like assault in the past, and yeah, but he's still on the Dallas Cowboys, and yet here Kaepernick is doesn't have any arrest record or anything like that, and he's not in the league. That's true. I mean, that's it. Seems like a lot of players spend a little time in jail, and I feel like or the league's kind of gotten to the part where it's like, all right, so casual, and very often you see players will do a little time, but as soon as you know, with uh, Riley Cooper saying the N-word in the locker room and stuff. Like, it's a huge deal there. And Colin Kaepernick's kneel. And uh, well, there's something, some, like, lineman, something long, where something happened to him a couple of years ago. And I don't know. It's just kind of like people are just bullying in the locker room. Like, those things just explode. Oh, the Richie Incognito in the Miami oh. Dolphins. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that's also, that's also another one. Just like these locker room things that are just really like poor sportsmanship and showing lack of respect and stuff like those things. I don't know why those are getting a lot bigger than people that are going to jail for, you know, assault and misdemeanors. And so that's just, well, if anything, they should be in the same ballpark. You should treat every case the same. I don't know why the NFL has such a high rate of arrests and um, jail time and charges filed against these NFL players. I mean, what is the difference between them and, you know, these professional basketball players? Is it just because football has a longer offseason or just because of their personality or because football is a dangerous, violent game and so you typically get more dangerous, violent people playing it? Or, I mean, it's an interesting topic to kind of dive into as to why the NFL has such a high arrest rate. Yeah, I like the point that you made, just kind of like the intensity level and aggressiveness of the players. Because, I mean, you don't really hear too often of, you know, basketball players going to jail and stuff. Usually it's just, like, stupid nightclub stuff. Yeah, or former players who, you know, used to play in the league, never were really stars, and then kind of once they left the league, they lost all their money, went broke, and then they kind of get into trouble that way. But you never hear about these, like, NBA players getting in trouble or um, these stars who have retired and then they get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, debatably, I would say NFL is a little more popular. And and I guess you have more players on each team, so there's more guys to get in trouble. Yeah, and just spotlight might be a little brighter. And usually the people that are getting in trouble are people that are, that are a little bit more popular. And, you know, paparazzi, whatever publicity, loves anything that they can get negative about these superstars to create tension in, in the league. Or if you play for the Dallas Cowboys, it's just kind of a given that you're going to be arrested at some point, right? Unless you're Tony Romo. Uh, yeah, that's true. What was it like? I'm trying to think of how long ago it was like they were they were leading the league in uh, charges or something. 
Yeah. Sort something. of. Yeah. Some something bad. Something that you don't really want to lead the league in. I mean, we discussed it last week on the podcast. Lucky Whitehead kind of got into trouble, and he wasn't even. He didn't even do anything. It was just mistaken identity, and he just had the bad luck of being arrested and happened to play for the Cowboys and subsequently got cut from the team. So. Yeah. So-called America's team. But if you were so, you're an Eagles guy. You're an Eagles fan. Would you want Kaepernick on your team? Well, we don't. We don't need him. Well, but just like, just for who he is and what's going on right now. Like yeah, if, just as a as this Carson Wentz's backup, would you want Kaepernick on your team or no? Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not exactly understanding the question because our depth is just fine. No, but just hypothetically. All right. Saying uh, Carson Wentz is your starter. The Eagles need a backup quarterback. Would and the Eagles come out and sign Kaepernick? What would you think as a fan? Um, I guess I wouldn't be too surprised. I would probably after like forty-eight hours accept it and kind of support it because, I mean, as we know, once you got over that initial shock, yeah, and like once you know, like Andy Reid, he gave Michael Vick a chance, so the Eagles are known for giving people second chances and trying to help them reboot. So I definitely. Like I mean, if you're a true fan, you gotta support all the decisions, whether you like it or not. At the end of the day, but I think he he does have talent. He can, he would be able to help us in certain situations. But definitely, you know, we wouldn't want him carrying the torch. But as a backup player, he could he has the skill set to to help us out. So, so I, I'll be okay with it. So the off the field issues with Kaepernick wouldn't bother you as a fan of the Eagles if Colin Kaepernick played for Philadelphia. As a, as a backup, it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't phase me too much. But if, if he was if he was a starter and he had these off the field issues, would it bother you? Yeah, I'd I'd be pretty upset. I'd be like, and dude, I, just just I, keep it to yourself. I hesitate to call them issues because they're not you know it's not like he's doing bad things off it's the field. It's opinions. just yeah, it's just a distraction to the other players. And I mean, you saw the media circus going around San Francisco when he first knelt during the national anthem. There was no talk about football which for San Francisco is probably a good thing because they were so bad this last year. But, you know, it's just kind of takes away from the team, takes away from other players, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but yep, hopefully we'll see in the coming weeks if he gets picked up by a team. There was talk about him being picked up by the Ravens, potentially um, the Seahawks were a couple months ago, but we'll see where Colin Kaepernick lands. So, Best of luck to him wherever he goes. All right, welcome back to Sports Take. We're going to dive into our weekly topics, but first, I want to get into some Neymar discussion. Neymar breaking the transfer money record. I don't know how it works, but apparently PSG, Paris Saint-Germain paid Barcelona some money. Now Neymar's on PSG. So, yeah. Hmm. And that's talking soccer. Yeah, that was talking soccer. Okay, now to real sports. <laughs> Con- uh, Connor gave a little chuckle back we there. Gotta, we gotta, he's the soccer guy. Yes, he's the one. He's the one who told us that news, and didn't explain how transfers work. Next time, Connor. <laughs> next time. Okay, now getting into it. I want to get into some college football talk because oh. it is weeks away. Yes, Mere like three weeks till we kick off the college football season. And I want to get into the discussion of what the best college football conference is, because everyone talks SEC, but kind of doo-doo. 
Okay. Well, kind of, kind of bad. I don't know what on, you're talking about. On my side. Okay, okay well, go for we, it. We Let's hear it. it. Let's hear it. I want to. It's gonna be the SEC no matter what. Okay. Last year they did Whoa. not. They did not mm. live up to their normal SEC standards. Okay. Or the year before. Okay, but this is the. Or thing. the year as before. A, as a whole. Okay, but right now, they're this year they're gonna be doing it. Okay, because Bama is Bama. Okay, Alabama's okay again. Right, number one coming out. Okay, so Bama's gonna be killing it. LSU is much better. They're much better off with now Ed. Or Duran. I'm actually really excited for the LSU BYU. I don't. No one's gonna watch that game. What are you talking about? It's the Houston kickoff game. Anyway, it's in NRG Stadium. Anyway, it's gonna be big. Anyway, this is their first legit season with their coach now, so I think they're gonna be better this year. They're gonna be really stepping it up. Okay. Whatever. Um. What is this? Okay. Go to okay. talk. Ed Orgeron. Now, also, I think Florida, Georgia, and Texas A&M, they're all going to be possible top 25. Okay, possible top 25 is not the best conference, though. Okay, but this is the thing. Mountain West has possible top 25 okay, teams. No. What? Okay. Wyoming, no. Boise oh. State, oh. Air Force might oh. sneak in there. Did you just say Wyoming? Oh, okay. Wait, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming's a school? Josh Allen? What's his quarterback's name? That's what I thought. I mean, but I just didn't know they had a school. Okay, Wyoming has a quarterback who's like a potential number one pick. Sure, whatever you say. So. San Diego State. Okay, whatever. And I also think Tennessee needs a little bit of improvement. They're going to be stepping up this year, too. If I hear one more year about how Tennessee's going to step up. (laughs) Okay. All I hear out of SEC Media Day and ESPN is, oh, could this be Tennessee's year? I've been hearing it for 10 years since I was a kid. Is this Tennessee's year? And then they start off like 4-0 and and people are like, whoa, Tennessee, number eight in the country. Then they lose like eight straight <laughs> every year. I, I, think, I think this year will be different. I really do think I really do think the SEC could have a possible, you know, five to six teams in the top 25. How many in the top 10? Three. <laughs> what? Mm. That's, oh, breaking news. <laughs> hot hot take. Just, this is the thing. I know what I'm we talking br- about. Everyone knows we're bringing the hot takes around here. That may have been the hottest. Three, Alabama. I can't think of who else would be top 10. LSU. Like, LSU top 10, they don't have a quarterback. Dude, they could totally be top 10. What about Auburn? Fournette's gone. Yeah, but what about Auburn? Auburn's not top 10. Dude, oh, yes, they will be. Who's their quarterback? I have no idea. <laughs> Normally Auburn. top 10 teams, you'd know their quarterback. All I know is they have John Franklin, the guy from Last Chance U on Netflix. Yeah. He's yeah. our he's our quarterback. Kind of kind of sucked, but now he's a wide receiver. I'm actually excited. Yeah, I liked him yeah, a lot. No, yeah, I agree with you on that. All I'm saying is I truly think that they're going to have about 16. Okay. Here's the thing. For me, when it comes down to college football and like who the better teams are, it comes down to coaching because you have so much change. Okay. If you were an NFL team, okay, and you've fired your coach, and you're looking to college for yeah. your new coach, other than Nick Saban, what coach in the SEC do you go after? And do you go after them instead of guys like the Big Ten? Like you have John Jim Harbaugh, you have Urban Meyer, you have Lovey Smith is no, coaching oh, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, SEC coaching wise, no. Okay. But this is the That's, thing. Okay, but then this, the thing is, coaches aren't the ones, they don't, players don't go to the schools because they're coaches. Okay. They go there because of how many championships that they won. Okay, what about media? But when it comes what down about to, screen time? But you when it comes down to it, their decision on screen time. But players are overhyped or underhyped every year. 
Okay, you can say that about like anything, Alabama, anyone. Alabama had a way better recruiting class than Clemson. Ole Miss every okay, year is recruiting like... Recruiting classes don't mean chemistry, though. I know. That's okay, what I'm so, saying. That's why it comes down to coaching. But that, No, that's not true, though. Because coaching, you can well, then what happened with Ole down, Miss? It comes down to the players and then playing together. So Which like, happens because of... No, who gets them? Who gets them to play together? Okay, who's on the field? Look at the Seahawks. What? Before Pete Carroll got there. Before Pete Carroll, that we still went to a Super Bowl. In like five years before Pete Carroll got there. Dude, did you know? Do you even, the year I, before oh Pete man. Carroll got to the Seahawks, how oh many man. Super? How many games did they win? Tabo, get on it. What before? How many? Th- how many games did the Seahawks win? Before Pete Carroll. Four. Oh. Four per season, I guarantee you. What happened when Pete Carroll got there? Okay, but when, First oh, year, yeah. I think they won a playoff game against the defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna be honest. Beast I'm trying to help you. You're a Seahawks guy. Yeah, no, and I know exactly. I get what you're exactly you're saying here. But we're talking about when we're talking about recruiting and players going to certain teams, they don't choose their place because of the coach. I know, but Ole Miss every year finishes with a top five recruiting class, and they are, you know, they never live up to their potential. They underachieve. Meanwhile, there's these other schools like Washington. Washington never has the best recruiting class, but they made the college football playoffs. Why? Because they got a good coach. This is the thing, okay? Like, yes, obviously you can't win games. You can't do great. Like, you can't have anything without a coach. Like, you can't... A good coach. Yeah, well, okay, that's true. But, like, I mean, you can't just be like, oh, here's... Yeah, we're Bama. Oh, but we don't have a coach. So we're just going to be winging it. That's not, like, obviously... But if Bama didn't have Nick Saban, they wouldn't be such a powerhouse as they are now. Look at Bama before they got Nick Saban. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Nick Saban was at LSU. They were winning national championships. Then he left... And then came to Alabama, and then Alabama started winning championships. Like, it's not just a coincidence. Tabo. All right, I actually uh, I got some good facts for you guys. Okay. So, all-time uh, conference leader in college football for, I guess, all-time championships for, for conferences in college football, um, outside of Ivy League schools, um, is the Big Ten. With 39 national championships. Okay, I agree, Big Ten, because that's my pick for the best and, conference. And, and but you can't bring past championships to you this. You can't. Like that's table. like that's like every Cowboys fans like thing. Oh, well, our Super Bowls where yours at? Okay, like that is like every time I. I admire the, the Cowboys, effort. I hear but let's hear. No, but, let's hear but, some other stuff. Whistler did say people go where the rings are. So if everyone's going to the SEC, I just think this really, last year Big Ten was better, and I think they'll be should, better this year. This is the thing. Michigan. Wisconsin, Ohio State, like those are contenders for a championship oh, yeah. every year. Every year, agreed. There's not three teams in the SEC who are competing for championships every year. No, that's not true, though. Okay. Who? Who in the SEC this last year Alabama, was competing? Auburn and LSU. All three teams have that potential. They're always competing. Always. When is when have you like? When, can you tell me the last time those three teams weren't competing? This last year. This last year they weren't. Auburn and LSU both lost like week one. Wisconsin beat LSU and then Auburn lost to like Louisville okay, or we, Clemson, one of those this teams. Is the thing. Now in college, like you don't have to go undefeated to do things anymore. I know, but I'm just saying neither of those teams. Tabo, look up the records for LSU and Auburn last year. Because the, there's okay. not a chance <laughs> ne- that either of them are competing. <laughs> neither of those teams were competing for a national championship. They were in the discussion like week one and then after that, no. Dude, all I'm saying is. These guys are always going to be there. And they're they're always going to be there, but they're not the best. Away. It's Alabama at the top, and they're at the top of college always. football. Yeah. But who, who after LSU Alabama, bad. Well, there's a huge drop-off after Alabama. Tabo. All right, last year, LSU finished at 8-4, and, and Auburn finished at 8-5. and five. 
Eight wins doesn't get you a championship. No, eight wins does not give you a championship. It doesn't. Were they comp- hey, okay, hold up here. Were they competing? Is that the question you asked? For a championship? No. You don't think they were competing? They just don't compete? Like, they don't well, they were competing, but like they didn't have a chance at the national championship. They didn't have a chance at the playoffs after like week every four. Year, every year, I think these are the three teams. Like, if we're talking like we're talking three teams out of the okay, conference. But, okay, the Big 12. Okay, you said Michigan, Ohio mm-hmm. State, yeah. and Wisconsin, right? Yes. Okay. These three teams just have just as equal chance to slot. To start the season. Dude. But oh, throughout the season. Good. Okay, week yes. 13 of this last season, the only team in the SEC that had a chance of an, to go to the college football playoffs, Bama. Okay, yeah. No, okay. Week 13, Big 10. I totally agree with that. Week 13, Big 10, chances of championship teams, Ohio State. Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State. That's four teams in one conference who the last two weeks of the season each had a shot to make it into the college football playoffs. No other conference had four teams that could have done that. Pac-12 was probably second with USC and Washington having a chance. Washington ended up making it. ACC had like Louisville, but they sucked the last two weeks. They lost to Kentucky and Clemson. Yeah. And Florida State was bad. Florida State was overhyped all year. Well, I feel like Florida State gets a lot of overhype, but well, yeah, that's just me. But I don't know. Again, the fact that this is even that the why I love this debate is that college football is my favorite type of football to watch. Oh, it's the best time of the year because any team September can seriously in October, any team really can take it because anyone can lose, anyone can win. Nothing like NFL where like. You know, the Patriots are going to play the Jaguars. Like, who wants to watch that game? Yeah. Because we have, know what's going to happen. The score might be, like, 21-0 to zero because they're in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the Jaguars aren't going to win that game. In college, you have Appalachian State over Michigan. Exactly. You have Houston beating Oklahoma. You just have good upsets there. You have Jacksonville State beating Auburn. Yes. Just throwing that out there. A little... SEC, huh? Auburn competing for championships? Not if they can't beat saying, Jacksonville I'm State. I'm saying this year, it's going to be SEC. All right, we'll see. We'll follow up in about and the five pa- months. And the Pac-12 is just going to... I'm USC, hyped for Pac-12. USC is going to destroy... Washington? Washington, yes. No, I totally agree. Washington's up they there. They still have Browning. Yeah, no, they do still have Browning. But I'm just saying USC UCLA, is going to be the Rosen's back. I think you, Josh UC- Rosen's back at UCLA. I still think uh, UCLA is still a little bit of a soft team now. Like I don't think they're going to be able to pull it. But Utah? USC is the top dog. Utah? Utah? I don't Utah's know. got that Oregon got receiver. New, yeah, we got, yes. Troy Williams is returning. Yeah, and we got a new offensive coordinator who is really changing it up because I'm excited about that because Utah's offense has been the most predictable offense ever. But with I, the defense. Do you know how many times I've watched on a third down? They threw it's a, Houston Texans status. Wide receiver screen on a third and eight. But it's Houston, it's Houston Texan status where you play conservatively on offense and then fall back on your defense. Yeah, but this is the it thing. Works. It works. It works. Seahawks has won. It been working? I'm has, just excited. Has it been working? The problem is, is their defense like is all new starters. All I'm saying they lost is all their defensive I'm excited guys. for this new guy to come take over the offense. He's going to change stuff up. We got a new powerhouse wide receiver. He's now the number one wide out on our team. I'm excited for the season. It's but okay. we got to move on. We're well, pushing, we're pushing we're time. about Chase Hansen going down. We don't, know, we don't know the extension of yeah, the injury. He's out though. right now. He's, he's out. out right He'll be now. back by They season. just said they are prepping without him. So He's the one returning starter. Yeah, and he's a baller. And so we really need I'm not that. worried with Kyle Whittingham as coach, though. I agree. Okay. 
Moving on to some baseball talk. Tabo, it's your time to shine. Are you ready? Alex took over that last segment. Now it's your chance. Redeem yourself. Redeem myself? Yeah. Yeah, you need a lot of that. All right. <laughs> okay. So, as everyone knows, MLB trade deadline happened. Just kidding. No one really knows. But it, it happened. Happen. Trade deadline. Wait, what's MLB? Uh, Major League Baseball. Okay. Baseball happened. <laughs> Um, so some trades happened. I don't know really what they mean. Like some names got thrown out there. No one that I knew except for you, Darvish. But I have Tabo. He's our expert on baseball here. He's going to talk some trades and some World Series favorites. So Tabo, what was the biggest move that happened at the trade deadline? Uh, I'd probably say um, you, Darvish, going to the Dodgers, really helping out their, their pitching rotation and really prepping them for the postseason Dodgers are good. They're hot going into late summer. And everyone knows the hot teams in late summer usually win, right? Someone usually, yeah. knows usually baseball back me up. I just kind of threw that out there. Um, but Dodgers have been really good. I think they were – I mean, they've been like a favorite for the last couple of years though. But with uh, Clayton Kershaw having to pitch like seven, eight games in the playoffs, then he just gets tired. His arm gets worn out, and they have no other pitchers. So I think the addition of you, Darvish, will help out a lot. Yeah, most definitely. And another team that did really well at the trade in line was the Yankees. Yeah, your boy, Sonny Gray. Getting a gone. Sonny Gray. Yeah, that's... Are you going to don a Yankees cap now? No. I hope so. Most definitely not. Rep the pinstripes. I, pin I hope I never see myself in the Yankees. Hat. So, with the moves that happened at the offseason, who's your favorite to win the World Series? That's Dodgers. Easy. Ooh. I just, uh, it's hard for me to believe in the Dodgers. Because every single year, all I hear is Dodgers this, Dodgers that. And they lose to the Giants in the playoffs. So I mean, they, yeah, they have a classic franchise. They Do- Dodgers win the World Series if the, the Giants don't make it. Huh. So that's my hot take. Yeah, Dodgers have a good franchise. They've always had talent. I would I would actually say they're kind of like the Clippers of baseball. They've they have got, the talent, but they 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 just need to string it together. They've got some hitters. They got Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, they got Yasiel Puig. Still around, Chase Bettinger, that's the guy. That's his name, right? But yeah, the rotation needs needs some work there. And it did. You got Kershaw, but now Darvish. We'll see if two guys can carry him. That's my key to talking baseball. Name a couple players. Talk about a rotation. Boom, baseball talk. That's baseball talk right there. Actually, I actually have a a loser at the deadline. Someone that uh didn't capitalize at the deadline would would be the Houston Astros. Yeah, they stood pat right there. Yeah, they people, clung to their assets like Danny Ainge. Yeah, they you know they <laughs> expected a good move to come out and they they had some good opportunities, but they didn't capitalize on anything. A lot of people were disappointed that the Astros didn't make bigger moves. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I was an Astros guy. I said that earlier on in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, also Brewers. Doing... Brewers are two and a half games back from the Cubs. Defending World Series champs and they didn't do anything? Come on. Come on, Milwaukee. What are you doing? You want to get off that list of eight teams? You got to make moves at the deadline. Okay, I'm going to throw three teams at you, and you're going to give me the secret to them winning the World Series. So, Nationals win the World Series if what? Bryce Harper gets more support. Oh, explain, because Ryan Zimmerman was an all-star. No, explain. They, I mean, the Nationals, 
they have talent. They're a good team. They're buying Bryce Harper. But when it comes to the postseason, there's something that's not that's not finishing it. There's something that's not getting them to that new height. Whether it's some more people that need to step up, or some, I guess some final moves that need to happen before postseason rolls around. But they're definitely a good club. They have great players, but something needs to change. I'm just excited for when Bryce Harper dons the pinstripes of the Chicago Cubs. Oh. Thought I was going Yankees there. High school teammates with Chris Bryant, and he has a dog named Wrigley. So, kind of leaning that way. Cubs. Cubs or Phillies? I'm bringing the hot takes. Phillies. Bryce Harper's thinking Hall of Fame. Those fences in Philadelphia, pretty close. Had a lot of dingers. Let me go to the Red Sox. Had a lot of dingers there in Philadelphia. Well, he's a righty, right? So he doesn't want to hit over a big monster. If he's lefty, yeah, Boston, because that fence is like a foot tall. <laughs> people are people are jumping over that fence and robbing home runs. So it doesn't take much to like hit it out the park mm-hmm. in right field in Boston. But Philadelphia, there's a sleeper there. But moving on, Houston Astros win the World Series if what? He's looking for help. Houston Astros win the World Series if Jose Altuve plays at an MVP level. Which he has been. And they get help in their rotation. Because baseball's weird. Like, the trade deadline happened, but they can still make trades. But, like, there's special rules for trades. Doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. transfer fees in soccer. I don't understand. Player, players just, can just go wherever they want. I don't know what really happens in baseball and soccer. So, okay, last one. Cubs... Win the World Series if they humble themselves. Oh, okay. Hot take: Cubs need a little humbling. Cubs need no, I mean, I mean, they sit definitely, down, definitely are like right now too. Um, what were you saying? The Brewers are right on their tail. Brewers two and a half games behind, but the Cubs got hot before the trade deadline because I think the Brewers were up like eight games. Then they lost a few, and the Cubs got hot, and so now Cubs are up two and a half. Yeah, I think the Cubs just need to. In a way, forget what happened last year, but also use it as motivation to to know that they have what it takes to go back-to-back. But you can't just, um, I guess, just focus on what happened too much. you got to continue to look forward. It's kind of like where your coaches tell you um, at the beginning of fourth quarter that it's 0-0. It's a new game. you got to you know, play every inning like it's your last, I guess, in baseball. And I think it's it's really hard in sports to to go back to back, but those especially who, in baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. basketball's easy. Giants Literally. did it right. Giants did the Giants go back to back? No, I think it was every other. Ah. they won three in like six years. It was like an odd year. That's ah. why I bet on them this last year. But nope, <laughs> screwed me over. But all right, that was our baseball talk. And you won't hear that again till October. So hope yeah, you enjoyed it. Because it's, it's football and basketball from here on out until the World Series is happening. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to dive right into our underrated, overrated. Alex promised us this week he didn't have two overrated players. <laughs> so, and Tabo promised us that his overrated, underrated wasn't a movie. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay, good. Fine. Double checking. It's cool. Because last time his underrated was Planet of the Apes. Or is that your winner and loser? No, it's not. Winner. That's my winner. <sighs> That's on me. All right. That's okay. My bad. You got to mess up sometimes. Okay. It's awkward, huh? Tabo, you're starting with our underrated, overrated. 
Alright, I'm, I'm actually going to start with overrated. Can I start just start however you would like. Right. You just start. My overrated. Start talking. Uh, I'm going to go with USC Trojans. Alex has had it up to here. I don't even know why he's mad at that. Oh, he said they were going to compete for a championship. My my overrated. Okay. So the reason why they're my overrated is because I mean they got a great franchise, they got a great school, but they haven't they haven't won a national championship in thirteen years. That's a long time. I mean, if you want to compete, <laughs> Alex is pained. Alex, what do you want to say? If you want if you want to compete, you got to be you got to be at least in the national championship. Like, well, that is the definition of competing. No, like eight, eight or nine times in the last thirteen years. You got to be there. Whoa! You gotta, you you gotta be there. No one's done that. No, what? No, no, I'm <laughs> saying no. Like his high hopes he has for his Eagles. Like no, no, no Eagles? Hey, hey, Eagles. Oh, you said so Eagles. Eagles. They call, it they call it, dude. You gotta catch on. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm oh. just saying that <laughs> college, so college football loves the USC way too much. Who's more overrated, USC or Texas? Texas hasn't even had a winning season. Texas is garbage. I hate Texas. But who's more overrated? I'd say USC. Just because everyone's like, oh, USC. I mean, yes. I feel like most people that go, oh, USC are from USC because. Sam Darnold's good. Not going to lie. You think, do you think they're going to win the national championship? I was rooting for them against Penn State. You think we're going to go another 13 years until they win the national championship? I think this is the best year that they, like, this best, this is their best chance in the last 13 years to win the. But no, they won't. I don't think they will. Breaking news. I don't think they just, will, but this is their best shot. I just in the last thirteen years. I just Sorry think that a lot of well, they were also on probation for like five of those exactly. years. Exactly. So, dude. No, I just, I just think that a lot <laughs> of so I just think that a lot of fans oh. and also a lot of people in the media are just more focused on what the franchise has done more than what is going on currently. Okay. There's a lot of dynasties. So it's like Cowboys. That you're like they're more focused of, on the past than the present. Yeah, the, there's a lot of people that are like, all right, because of this dynasty, we're just going to you know, give them more hope, more expectations every year. But you got to be like, all right, USC's hasn't won in quite a while. Let's stop ranking them fourth every year in preseason rankings. Okay, let's hear your underrated. All right. <clears throat> my, uh, my underrated is it's baseball again. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Astros. It's I'm just, thrown for a loop every time you start <laughs> talking because you just talked about how the Astros were like losers of the trade deadline for not doing I know, anything. I know, I know. Now they're kind of they're kind of fading out, but I think I think they're gonna start shaking things up in uh, in the Amer- in the American League. I would love to see them in uh, in the World Series. They've got to be the favorite coming out of the AL. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm tired of Yankees and the Red Sox. Always in the World Series and stuff. What? I think the last time either of those teams were in the World Series was like 2012. Yeah. Fact check me, but I'm pretty sure it's 2012. That's a pretty good five year stat there. <laughs> Drought. Hey, well, as as franchises too. Okay. They have a lot of it, those dynasties have a lot of championships. It's good to, although they're in the same uh, division as the A's, and I don't want to see them do well. As as a humbling standpoint, be humble. It'd All right. be good to see it shake it up and have okay. the Astros in the World Series. Okay. All right. Okay, on to me. My overrated is the NBA offseason. Yes, sir. We've been talking about it a lot, and all these moves, Carmelo Anthony to the Houston Rockets or Kyrie to the Knicks or the Suns and all these shakeups in the NBA, but overrated because not a single 
move that's happened this offseason is going to do anything to prevent Golden State from winning. Nothing is going to change anything that's happened in the NBA. It's still going to be Golden State as the champions, most likely against Cleveland. A lot of things need to happen if they're going to beat Golden State. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, like, for anything, because the (laughs) Warriors are just so stacked, like. Yeah, no one's beating the Warriors. But we talk about the NBA offseason all the time and all these moves. can do something. Everyone's everyone's freaking out about Minnesota and Houston, Boston, but no one's beating Golden State. No. Okay, my underrated NBA offseason. <laughs> okay. Because okay. if it weren't for the NBA offseason, we would have us. to be talking baseball every week, and I would drive myself crazy. Uh, you know what? Like, we don't give it as much credit because it's July, it's June, we're waiting for football, the only thing on is Royals versus Twins, and we would rather shoot ourselves than watch that. And so we talk about NBA offseason, and it gives us something to do in the dog days of summer. Okay, I feel you on that. So underrated. Okay. Pretty also, it's NBA given us funny. <laughs> it's given us good moments, like LeBron James dancing, and quickly followed up by Steph Curry mocking him at Harrison Barnes' wedding. We have Travis Scott performing at Trevor Ariza's wedding. Just been some good memories from this offseason. Yeah. So. Okay. Alex doesn't have a underrated overrated this week, but he does have a what grinds my gears, and he promised us it was good. Overrated, overrated. I've got all of this. Let's just go straight to the grinds my gears. No, please. All right, he's just gonna go on a big five-minute rant here. We're gonna step away from the mics. (laughs) We're gonna let Alex go all out. He's gonna get all his rage out. (laughs) He was angry coming in, and Tabo made him so much more angry. So he's gonna take my mic. And he's going to just go off. I have breaking news. Oh, we have breaking oh, news. Tabo's about to break a story. Um, so within the last hour, um, 2K has released that D'Angelo Russell's 2K rating is 80 overall this season. Overrated, D'Angelo Russell 2K rating. Yes, sir. But all right, here, Alex, you take the good mic. Oh, I take the good mic. This is what this Yeah, is. he's big time now. Yeah, this is big time now. Okay. Well, so what we're talking about overrated, Carson Wentz. I'm tired of this fool. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Carson Wentz. Is, he's getting... He gets too much talk. He's just like... They think he's coming in. He's going to change the organization. They're like, oh, he's going to be the next McNabb. Like... Y'all need to calm down. Because this is some issues. Okay? So, so that's my... My oh, overrated. Tubbo's on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> We've walked away from the mics and Tabo's laying on the ground. So that's that's my overrated. Underrated. Some people actually disagree with me disagree with me on this one. But Jarvis Landry. Don't know who that is. What? He, hey, he, oh, debatable. Dolphins receiver. Yes. Yeah, debatably yeah, second best hands talk, line. Talk in the mic, OBJ. Alex. Jarvis Landry is underrated. I think he's really gonna be a top five wide receiver this year. Um, I think he's going to be... Tavo just said he was two. He's no, not... No, I said debatably second best hands behind OBJ. No, wrong. That's that's wrong. Now that, no, that's... One-handed catches. No one just... No one just... Okay, cool. You can do one-handed catches, but the only person I've seen do a baller one-hand catch was OBJ. Where was Jarvis Landry? Mm, right, you, Grimes. You not watch the Instagram video a couple summers ago? How many summers ago? A couple summers ago. Hold up. Yeah. How many summers ago? Yeah. No, no one cares. Instagram stories don't count. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. So, okay, 
Jarvis Landry, underrated. I think he's going to be top five. Definitely not top two. We got Antonio Brown and Julio Jones and A.J. Green running the game. And Sammy Watkins. And he's going to be better than Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins it's whatever. Okay, now on to what grinds my gears. What really pisses me off is Utah traffic and construction. I actually... Yo, I'm about to actually hop on this after Let, Alex. This is what Wait, we're going to no, talk about. On, no, I this can't is... Contain it anymore. <laughs> At Utah Department of Transportation, why do you have to redo the foothill bridges? Meanwhile, I have about 10 feet to merge onto the I-80 coming off the I-15 before I have to exit on State Street during rush hour. I come around that corner, I have 10 feet to merge or be forced to exit, and you decide to fix the Foothill Bridge for no reason, and then, oh, then you decide to close the Foothill Bridge and then close 9th East exit off the I-15. You're taking the most populated neighborhood in all of Salt Lake City, and you're closing down two of the three exits to get there, and you just force everyone to go on the Cheyenne exit off the... I-15, oh, it's just irresponsible at this point. I, um. So back to what I was saying. We let that go. This is how I feel every Utah driver reacts to a car accident. Today, no, two mornings in a row, driving, trying to get out to 106 South and Redwood. I got to get to work. All of a sudden, I get off the exit on 13th on I-80, and it's just dead stop. And it takes me 30 minutes to get to uh, I-15, and it's just because some semi... Decided to rear end somebody, but it's off to the far left. Everyone's driving, but like, dude, there was a car accident? What? What? I didn't know those were real. Like, that is every Utah's reaction, and it pisses me off. Like, let's just go. Like, merge. People don't know how to merge. They don't know how to use a signal. Hell, I'm surprised they know what a gas pedal is. People need help. Construction needs to stop. Utah... We need to be saved. That's my bit. I'm done. I'm out. Week two of the Sports Take podcast. Alex got a little heated there at the end. I'm very surprised he didn't curse more than he did. I think he let one slip, but we're going to let you hear that. We're not going to worry about bleeping it out because I don't know how, but we're going to work on it. Alex, not cussing anymore in our podcast. So sorry, mom and dad and our other three listeners at this point. <laughs> We're trying to build it up, all right? But the five minutes of fiery debate actually ended up being the least heated debate we had all episode. So but I'm bringing some hot takes and some hot topics to our next debates. So look forward to those and hope you enjoyed the podcast.